Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody, and uh, hello to everybody watching out there in TV land on the video stream. Uh, I'm loving doing the uh, video. I, I really am. I'll tell you when I was first kind of gearing up to do the video. I thought, man, that's going to be a lot of extra work, and do I want to do that? And it's thousands of dollars to get all the extra computers in place to be able to do an audio stream and a video stream and all of that stuff, and the post-production's a lot of work. But it is worth it. It really is. We're reaching so many more people, uh, which is fantastic uh, to be able to reach such a larger audience. I guess the truth is it really is all about video. And uh, I'm kind of uh, supercharged right now. Because I just got back from vacation. And you know it's a good vacation because when it's kind of like the last day or so, and like my wife and I were like looking at each other like it's time to go back home. And we kind of cut our plan short one day because of the uh, hurricane coming in here to Florida, which we really didn't have to do because as it looks right now, this is going to be a non-event. Uh, I, I took an opportunity. I got up super early this morning. It was still dark out. Uh, I walked for about uh, three and a half miles and I was just checking out my neighbor's houses to see how many people had put up the hurricane shutters. And I didn't see one single neighbor with hurricane shutters. So I figured, ah, this is probably not going to be too bad. Uh, you always, you don't want to do that though, because you don't want to ever take any of these storms for granted because there have been examples of these hurricanes that uh, are not supposed to be anything and it's no big deal. And then we lose power. And, and that to me is the biggest crisis when you lose power. So, you know, it's kind of the double whammy. I, I drove all over town this afternoon because one of the things I like to do on Sundays is I like to find a nice coffee shop and sit down for at least three hours and read, drink coffee, listen to my music on my Bose noise canceling headphones and kind of enter into my own world and uh, get out of the house and, and go prepare for the show. Nowhere I could go. <laughs> Between uh, we're closed for coronavirus and we're closed for the hurricane, it pretty much covered all bases. And there was absolutely nowhere for me to go and hang out today. So I was, you know, kind of stuck here at the house. But, you know, we had a great vacation. We were gone for uh, six days. We were thinking about maybe going seven days, but. You know, we're kind of looking at each other the last day and we were like, time to go home. And part of that is, and this is one of the things I've talked about recently. If you go on a vacation right now, a lot of stuff is closed. So, you know, both of the places we went to, and you can go to my social media and see uh, some of the cool pictures from where I went. I didn't go anywhere far. I was going to go to New Hampshire to see my daughter. But after I read about all the rules and restrictions and the quarantine and how hard it would be to get a rental car and all of that stuff and coming from Florida into 
the Northeast. They don't want us there, basically. We decided to stay here locally, so we spent half of our vacation over in Mount Dora, which is a beautiful little town. We had a hotel right on the lake there, uh, had a wonderful boat ride one night, had another beautiful dinner one night. Our kids came over uh, from Central Florida uh, to join us for dinner one night. So that was really fun, a really small town, had a great time there. Then we uh, went up to Fernandina Beach, Amelia Island area, and we uh, you know, enjoyed that. We had a boat ride there, enjoyed some great restaurants. Um, a lot of their gift shops are open, um, but most of the museums and you know, the really cool stuff you want to see when you're on a vacation, not so much, <laughs> but, uh, all right, let me tell you about tonight's guest. Then I want to tell you a story about what happened to me on my vacation, which you're going to love this story. I guess it's one of those stories that you're, you're going to like it. Uh, I'm going to get upset telling you about it, but, uh, tonight we've got LA Marzulli with us again, one of our most popular guests of all time. He'll be here at the bottom of the hour to talk about his brand new movie, about America's Stonehenge. Now, we had another movie on that, but this is, I guess, part two now to that. And it's just some really fascinating stuff. I watched the movie uh, earlier today. And then next week, we have retired Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis is back with us again. Uh, uh, we're, we're excited to have him with us. His book is Collision Course, The Fight to Reclaim Our Moral Compass Before It's Too Late. All right, so before I tell you about tonight's sponsor, uh, so here's what happened to us. One, one of the negative things, and it was probably the only negative thing really, other than a lot of things being closed. So we were up in Amelia Island area. Um, also the other side of it is called Fernandina beach. It's kind of confusing. So it's one Island called Amelia Island, but then a section of it is called Fernandina beach. So kind of smack dab right in the middle of that is this beautiful state park called Fort Clinch State Park. And so my wife, I don't know why she does this, but instead of getting a regular mask, she uses a winter scarf that she wraps around her face and ties it in the back. So that's her scarf, her face covering. So we pay our $6 to get into Fort Clinch State Park. We drive all the way through to the back of the park because we want to see the fort. That's why you go to Fort Clinch State Park to see Fort Clinch. So we we go and we park the car and we get out and we walk up to the entrance to uh, the fort, which actually the entrance is a gift shop that you have to go through to get into the fort. I guess they learned a little trick from Disney uh, who makes you go through gift shops when you get off the ride or when you get on the ride. So in any case... Um, you know, we're excited. We're going to go see Fort Clinch. I, I have my mask on my regular traditional mask. My wife has her winter scarf. She wraps it across her face, uh, like she does. And we walk in and, uh, the, there's a gentleman standing behind the counter by the name of Steve. Hello, Steve. If you're listening, I love you, brother. Actually not. Uh, <laughs> and now Steve and I got into it and I'm going to talk to you about what happened with, with Steve and I. So uh, Steve yells across the room at my wife. He says, ma'am, that's not going to do. That's not a mask. You need a mask. And so my wife, you know, being very compliant, she immediately steps outside. But I didn't really, I didn't appreciate how this guy talked to my wife. You know, we're on vacation. We're coming to see Ford clinch. And then there's this angry old man named Steve 
who yells across the, the gift shop at my wife because she's wearing a scarf instead of a mask. So I, I didn't really like this. Um, and I asked him, I said, look, uh, hey, hey, you know, who are you? You know, what's your name? Uh, my name is Steve. Well, he wouldn't give me his last name, which is fine. Uh, he didn't want to give me his last name. I said, well, I want to know what the policy is that requires a person to have a mask as opposed to wearing a scarf. Because, you know, around here where I live in Flagler Beach, Palm Coast area, as long as you have some kind of a face covering, all is good. Uh, nobody here is scrutinizing that you have a bandana instead of a mask or that you're using a scarf instead of a, a traditional mask. Nobody around here is scrutinizing, hey, what kind of mask do you have? Does that mask have a, a filter on it or not? People aren't doing that here. It's just cool if you have your face covered. So I asked him, I said, what is the policy? You know, who are you and what is the policy? He says, I'm, I'm in charge of this gift shop and entrance to the fort. I'm a private concessionaire and uh, your wife is not going to be allowed in here wearing a scarf. I said, based on what policy? And he, you know, marches across uh, the gift shop and he goes to the door and pasted on the front of the door is the state of Florida policy for Florida state parks uh, that requires, and I'm telling you what it says. It said mask or face covering. So I pointed to it and I said, Steve, look what it says here, mask or face covering. And he looked at it, he read it and he said, I don't care. It has to be a mask. I get to decide. And, and it has to be a mask and your wife's not going to be allowed in here. And, and so we kind of went back and forth. I made it clear to him that I was going to make a complaint, which I did. I complained to the uh, uh, assistant director of the park as well as to one of the park rangers. I went online and wrote a review uh, about this guy. And I found when I checked the reviews, there was another review about this guy also. So I don't feel the least bit bad mentioning his name uh, and mentioning Fort Clinch State Park. Uh, so in any case, this got me thinking about this. Because in the beginning of this whole mask thing, and I call this the tyranny of masks. Okay, in the beginning of this, I was really against wearing a mask. I, I did the science. I, I, I read the science on it. I became convinced that this ma the mask was of no scientific value. In fact, I have quoted to friends. Uh, we've, we've heard from, uh, you know, the... the uh, CDC, don't wear a mask, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. They've, they've shifted back and forth on this. They even admitted that they lied and told us originally not to wear a mask because they didn't want us civilians buying up all the masks. Then they said, have a mask. Well, all the science I've read on this is that the coronavirus, the actual, uh, the actual virus itself, the particles are smaller than the holes in a traditional mask that you and I would wear that's not a medical grade mask so these masks don't do really anything but I I became convinced that you know what as a Christian if I wear a mask and that makes somebody else feel more comfortable in a store or in a restaurant okay I'll do it and I kind of went along with it my wife not so much uh, she was very strident about it didn't want to do the mask thing, but she's even kind of come along. And I'll be honest with you, in the beginning, when I heard the really hard, you know, the really hard liners, the really, you know, uh, strong right wing people saying, hey, this is the beginning of taking away our freedoms. We can't do this mask thing. 
I'll be honest, I wasn't really I wasn't really on board 100% with that. Uh, you know, I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is just a lot of fear and, and it's a fear about, you know, the, the coronavirus and wearing the mask and people are doing this and it's there's no real agenda behind it. But I have to tell you that I have radically shifted my viewpoint on this, not only because of what happened to me at Fort Clinch State Park, but also uh, look at that situation. Just I, let's isolate that for a second. You have a guy here who is a private concessionaire who has um, the ability to tell people they cannot come in to a state funded um, facility. This is a a a. A, a fort, this whole property, this whole facility is funded by our tax dollars. I paid six bucks for my car to get in there. And this guy can tell me I can't come in because he subjectively gets to decide what is a good enough mask or a good enough face covering. And I, I really questioned him on this. I said, so you get to decide subjectively. I said, so what if somebody comes in wearing a bandana? He said, well, it depends what, what it, what the bandana looks like, if it, if I think it's going to do a good enough job or not. So what we've done is we've transitioned from, hey, look, any kind of a face covering is okay. Uh, take a bandana, tie it around your face, a scarf, whatever, or get a mask if you want to go and get a mask. But we're not going to be too dogmatic about it. Just cover your face. We've transitioned from that now because now we've got people like this guy, Steve, at Fort Clinch State Park telling my wife she can't come in because he doesn't like her scarf that's not a mask, even though the state policy says a mask or a face covering. It doesn't end there, though, because Disney announced that you have to have a mask or a face covering, and then Universal Studios announced the same thing. But now both Universal Studios and Disney have both come out and said, well, they're, they're actually giving you a list of of the masks and the face coverings that you cannot have now. So, so here's what's happening. It just like those hard, uh, hardliners, those right wing people said, and I was wrong to maybe not march in lockstep with them. They said this, they said, once you give the, these people an inch, they're going to take a mile. Once you give up your freedom to walk around without a mask, you're never going to get your freedom back. And this is so many times the case, right? It's so easy to give up a freedom, but then it's so hard to get that freedom back. And I want to tell you what's happening at the theme parks. So Disney has now published a list of unapproved masks. Universal has published a list of unapproved masks. Now, what's going to happen now is that that list of unapproved masks is going to grow to where there's going to end up being certain official masks and they're going to keep ratcheting this up. Uh, for example, a mask that has an exhale valve in it is not allowed in the theme parks. So imagine this. It's 100 degrees outside. You're being told you have to wear a mask over your mouth and over your nose. And if that mask has an exhale valve... You cannot wear that mask in the park. So Disney and Universal do not understand that breathing is inhaling and exhaling. It's a two-part process. So you want me to come into your park, pay you, what, 130 bucks to, to, to stand in 100-degree heat, and you don't want me to be able to exhale. You want a mask that does not allow me to exhale. Then Disney had this deal where if you're eating or drinking, you don't have to wear the mask. Then they came out with, hey, 
you have to be stationary eating or drinking. So if we see you walking around sipping a drink with the mask down, you can't do that. So it's 100 degrees. I can't drink liquids uh, unless I'm standing stationary. This is what's happening. It's incremental. I, I hate to use the cliche, the slippery slope. But here's the next thing. Here's the next thing that will blow your mind. Anthony Fauci is now talking about goggles. That really what we need in addition to the masks are goggles. I'm not kidding you. I am, I am not kidding you that within the next couple of weeks, I'm expecting for there to be a goggle mandate. I mean, we're going to look like something out of a science fiction movie going up to the grocery store with big goggles on and masks. And then they'll say, well, look, any goggles will do for now. Just go in your garage and find some goggles maybe that you bought for, for doing some painting around the house or maybe some safety glasses. Any goggles will do to begin with. But then what they'll do is they'll decide, no, no, no. We want certain official goggles that are completely sealed where your eyes cannot even get any uh, fresh air to them. Because if your eyes are getting fresh air to them, then you could catch the coronavirus. And of course, if you catch it, you're going to pass it on to someone else. So we're just protecting you uh, so that we can protect others. So, uh, you know, uh, we were at a, uh, a really interesting uh, thrift shop uh, up in Fernandina Beach. And, and the, the two ladies, God bless them, they had big face shields on. They had like welders masks on. Uh, but, you know, those are not allowed in the theme parks. So because you can actually exhale because there's actually a space in those masks. Um, but it gets worse. So it gets worse. So we're talking about goggles. But get this. Many cities and this is I'm not saying this for exaggeration. I don't have to exaggerate this. Many cities. Just Google this. This is not one city. Many, many cities, dozens of cities across the United States are now asking people to wear masks while they're at home. I am not kidding you. So it's not enough to wear the mask when you're out in public. We want you to wear the mask when you're at home. I've even seen uh, articles suggesting that you wear the mask during sex. I am not kidding you. Um, and, and then this tops it all. Uh, there is now a buzz going that... And, and I read an article that the experts are now talking about after the vaccine is released, which is supposed to be the end of this year, first part of next year. Let's assume that happens. They're saying even after the vaccine is released, we should still keep wearing masks. This is not going to end. We have given up a freedom, the freedom to breathe. We've given up the freedom to breathe. We're not going to get this freedom back. I, I, I don't know where this goes. Uh, because it's and, and when you look at it, OK, we're everybody's wearing masks here in Florida. Probably been the case now for at least three weeks. We've all been wearing masks. I mean, everywhere you go, people are wearing the masks or face coverings. Um, you know, I don't I don't see this doing anything. The same thing with the lockdown. There is no scientific statistical correlation that you can find between the lockdowns and the virus spreading. And I'll be honest with you. 
I wasn't necessarily buying into the whole Chinese conspiracy thing in the beginning. I thought, well, maybe the Chinese were embarrassed that this virus got out, but I didn't necessarily think that they really wanted it to get out. But I'm starting to think that they did want it to get out. And can I take the next tiny baby step to think that, well, maybe they're over here spreading it somehow because there is, you know, the lockdown does no good. The masks seem to do no good. Um, But the good news is a lot of people have the virus, but not as many people are dying. And that continues to be the case that the death rate continues to remain low and continues to drop percentage wise. But in any case, um, that was just the one, the one bad day we had on our trip. (laughs) And I almost pulled my phone out and did one of those like, uh, YouTube videos where I, you know, I was going to put the guy on YouTube and question him and, it would have been great because I kind of had him dead to rights. I mean, he's reading the policy, which he himself is not following the policy that he has posted on the door, which says mask or face covering. But in any case, all right, before we get into the rest of our news, if you're just tuning in, Jim Paris here, the website is christianmoney.com. And uh, we have a guest coming up here in eight minutes. Our good friend, Ellie Marzulli is here. Uh, but every week we have a sponsor. I usually mention it at the beginning, but I thought eh, maybe tonight I'll mention a little bit later in the show because it is a mask is our sponsor. (laughs) So um, if you're someone that hates wearing masks like me, you'll love this new kind of mask that actually it may not be allowed where you are. So uh, if you are living in an area where you can't have an exhale valve on a mask, then you then you're not going to be able to use this mask. I love it because it allows me to exhale because I, even though I'm not very smart, I realized that breathing involves inhaling and exhaling. I, I, I kind of figured that out. I think I figured that out when I was 10 years old and started playing the trumpet. Cause when I wanted to make a sound on the trumpet, I had to inhale first, then I would exhale and the sound would come out of the trumpet. So I, I kind of learned that early on, which is why I'm probably now a big advocate of exhaling and not just inhaling. But in any case, If you want to check out a really cool mask, it is so cool. You've got to see the video on this. Check it out by going to mask.christianmoney.com. I've had the mask now for about three weeks. I love it. And I've been using it. I mean, I say I love it (laughs) in the context. Like if I have to wear a mask, this is the mask I want to wear because I can actually inhale and exhale in it. It's a really cool mask and there's a great video that shows you how it works and why it's unique and different from any other mask out there. Uh, And a little bit of the money goes to help us out here. We get a little uh, referral fee for every mask that's purchased. So check out tonight's sponsor mask.christianmoney.com and you'll get it quickly. I got mine in I think three or four days mask.christianmoney.com tonight's sponsor mask dot christianmoney.com well i'm here tonight and you don't hear uh any roaring sounds in the background from uh, the hurricane or anything uh and it appears that uh basically um we missed it i mean uh we dodged a bullet so we're not affected by this hurricane because interestingly enough this 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 track this all this they call it the spaghetti model where they show you all of the possible directions it can go in this has happened a few times now and it's pretty cool um 
you see the hurricane, it just comes up and it just grazes the side of the state of Florida and then it goes north. And uh, really good for us, not so much for uh, the Carolinas. But uh, I almost canceled tonight's show because I thought, what if we lose power? Blah, blah, blah. All right. Uh, okay. I got to talk about this because this will be the story of the week if, as far as politics go. There is a battle going on right now over the $600 weekly federal unemployment payment that people have been getting now. I think for what, two or three months now. So in Florida, the maximum unemployment benefit you can get per week is $275. So the federal government has been adding $600 to that. So that comes out to be $875, which I know that that's a great thing for people that are out of work. But here's the problem that that has created. And I know this firsthand from several small business owners, in particular, businesses like restaurants are being absolutely killed by this because what happened is that the workers are getting paid more money now to stay home than they are to go back to work. And uh, I've told this to people and they've said, ah, that's, that's, you know, all, all the employer has to do is call the unemployment office and tell them that they offered that person their job back and they'll lose all their benefits. That's not going to happen. These people are, are not going to stay home because they're making more money. Look, you're an employer. You're really going to do that. So your, your people don't want to come back because they're making more to stay home and you're going to call the unemployment office and turn them in then they're never going to come back because they hate you, right? I mean, you can't blame people for wanting. I mean, if you could make the same money or or put it this way, what if you could make more money to stay home than to go to work? I mean, unless you really love your job, you just stay home. I mean, who wouldn't just stay home? I mean, really, I, I wouldn't stay home because I'm just kind of one of those nutty people that I love what I do. Uh, and I'm self-employed, so I don't get unemployment or any of that stuff. Uh, but in any case, uh, you know, this has really created a problem in the service industry. And this is now political football. So I think what the Republicans want is some kind of a cap, which makes sense that you're the most you could get is 70 percent of what you would get while you were working. So we're not going to pay you the same amount to stay home as you would get. We're not even going to pay you. Uh, you know, we're not going to pay you more. Of course, we're not going to even pay you the same amount. The most you can get between the two benefits, you max out at 70%, which to me seems pretty fair. But now the Democrats are going to turn this into that the evil Republican conservatives are trying to take away people's money. And we already know there's another stimulus coming. I guess we're all going to get another, you know, those people that qualify, you'll get another $1,200 for each and then $500 for each kid. The same deal as we had before. If you qualify, you'll get all that money again. And they just want to put a cap on that. Now, the other problem in the economy that's brewing, and this is huge. This is huge. There has been a moratorium on evictions. Now Um, we have people that haven't paid rent. Get this since April, they haven't paid rent. Now, on the one hand, all right, let's let's be honest. A lot of these people couldn't pay rent because they were forced out of work because of these lockdowns. Okay, but here's the problem. You have April, May, June, July. They're not paying the rent. The government is not paying that rent. The government is just saying to the renter, you don't have to pay the rent. 
but there is no provision for the landlord to make his payments to keep the property going, whether they have a mortgage or not, they've got taxes to pay and expenses to pay and all that. Um, and so there's literally now um, this, they're, they're extending, I think they extended that another month. And we've now got people who haven't paid a rent payment or mortgages because they're not paying mortgages either uh, for going on five months. And what they're saying is going to happen is as soon as that all goes away, there's going to be the largest wave of foreclosures, foreclosures and evictions in U.S. history. But it has to end at some point. And this is the problem uh, you know, the law of unintended consequences, you get someone into the, into the habit of not paying rent, not paying their mortgage payment for four or five months. And, you know, granted some of those people couldn't do it, but look, that stimulus money came. Where did that go? Hey, we don't know how to pay rent. We don't have to pay a mortgage. We just pocket all the stimulus money, all this unemployment money. I mean, Where's all that money going if, if people can't pay their rent or their mortgages? And there's no real means testing to this or no one's really looking at this. It's just like uh, we're just going to have a, you know, a, a debt jubilee. Nobody pays a mortgage. Nobody pays rent. You're going to get more money to stay home. Uh, this is a mess. And I don't know how you extricate yourself out of all of these financial policies. I, I guess kind of like how you withdraw from a drug addiction, you very slowly do it. Uh, so these are some messy problems that are going to have to be solved soon. Uh, and then we'll close it out with a couple of disturbing stories about my hometown of Chicago. A Dunkin' Donuts employee in Chicago was arrested, get this, for spitting into a police officer's coffee. The police officer, before he drank his coffee, looked in it and saw a big wad of spit in his coffee. And this is another problem we have too, which is the, and get this in Cook County, which is the County where Chicago, Illinois is Cook County. The Cook County board has okayed a non-binding resolution to defund their police force and their jail. I'm not kidding you. And, and the backdrop of all of this is when we go to air live tonight at nine o'clock Eastern, the city of Chicago this weekend alone already has 30 people shot, nine fatalities, including the death of a nine-year-old boy. I mean, when does it end? I, you know, liberal, the liberal mindset, how they could possibly think, let's get rid of the police and the jails because this could somehow make things better. I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. A lot happening on the Epstein case. We're not going to get into it tonight. We've done a lot of full shows on that. Uh, probably be getting fired up to do maybe a whole big segment on on Epstein this week. But but Google Epstein and Jelaine Maxwell. A lot of court documents were unsealed. I've been posting a lot about that on social media as well. All right, uh, that is our new segment. We will take one minute here and refire the open. We'll be back with our good friend, L.A. Marzulli, who will be talking about his new movie, what's happening with UFOs, politics, and the world in general. We'll be back in one minute. Stand by. <laughs> 